Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Hello, God, we just want to thank you. We just exhort you at this moment. Magnify your name, Lord Jesus, for who you are. Glorify your holy name. Appreciate you because you are faithful. And we come, God of glory, to receive instruction from your word. We're asking God for inspiration, understanding, and wisdom. With the mind that will have be open enough to receive all that you intend to share with us for our strength, growth, power, and victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you on power to the faith. Power to the faith. That's what I want to share with you. Power to the faith. Uh, let's start reading from Jeremiah 8, verse 18. Jeremiah 8, verse 18, the Bible says, When I will comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. Remember, I'm talking about power to the faith. And yet Jeremiah attacks said, When I will comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to comfort myself. Now, that's the first thing. The first thing is you should comfort yourself. Jeremiah You ought to comfort yourself. You ought to strengthen yourself. You can't depend on someone else to comfort you in times of trouble. Because man's comfort cannot actually provide answers to your sorrows. Hallelujah. Are you with me? When I try to comfort myself, it gives sorrow. Well, Jeremiah was saying it because what was going to be happening to Israel. I try to comfort myself, it gives sorrow. But when I do that, the mind is gone, my heart is faint in me. When your heart faints, you can comfort yourself against sorrow. And something you must understand is sorrow will always be there. It comes in various forms and shapes. But the scripture says you ought to comfort yourself against sorrow. You don't depend on someone else to comfort you. Man's comfort most times can answer the questions that you are trying to ask in your heart. Praise the living God. So Jeremiah said, I try to comfort myself against sorrow. My heart is faint. No strength. Now the word faint there is very, very powerful. It means to be sick. As if in a menstrual cycle. You see how women, when they get through menstrual pains, that is the description of the word faint. My heart is faint within me. When I try to comfort myself against sorrow. In other words, I'm unable to stand against sorrow because my heart is sick like a woman in a menstrual cycle. Can you think about that? But you see, you've got to wake up. You've got to be strong in your heart to be able to comfort yourself. And like I said, it's not going to be from man to comfort you because it's an eternal thing. No matter what I tell you, if you don't receive my instructions, if you don't receive instruction from God to comfort yourself, your peace will still remain. Are you still with me? 
Praise the living God. So Jeremiah said, I tried to comfort myself against sorrow. Said, but my heart is faint within me. And that's the greatest problem that every one of us is having. Even at this moment, our heart is so weak and faint, but it shouldn't be so. How many you see that? Look at Proverbs 24, verse number 10. Proverbs 24, verse number 10. He said, If thou faint in the days of adversity, thy strength is small. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Did you see it? If you faint in the days of adversity, if you faint in the days of sorrow, your heart, your strength is what? Is small. Don't forget what Jeremiah said. I tried to comfort myself against sorrow, but I find that my heart is faint. And Solomon is saying, if you faint in the days of adversity, if you faint in the days of trouble, if you faint in the days of pain, then your strength is what? Is strong. If you read from any translation, is what he says. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. You never had anything before. Now, this is, this is the moment we really be able to determine who was and who was not. The time of crisis is when we know those who were actually in God. It's time we actually know who we actually standing or who they were supposed to be. Well, we say, I am where I am by the grace of God. Praise the living God. If you faint in the days of trouble, your strength is small. And so, if you fall to pieces in times of crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Nothing. You were just empty. No energy. No power. No strength. Crisis is what determines or tells us the parameter by which you read the level of strength in your life is through crisis. Are you still with me? You don't get into crisis and then you bow your head down. You don't get into crisis and then you turn your face upside down. I mean, all the time, you, you can't even pray anymore because you're in time of crisis. You don't have strength within you. There is no energy within your life. In fact, the scripture is saying you were just for nothing in the first place. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? If you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. Very small. You don't have energy. You don't have power within you. If anybody begins to fail now, then we'll be able to know those who were actually in Christ and those who were not there. Paul said, I can do all things to Christ that strengthens me. That means the energy comes from Christ. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. I need to look at it. You know what? Time not permit us to go there. But you remember the story of Haggai and Ishmael when Sarah told Abraham they should be sent away. And the Bible does not understand they sent them away with water, bottle of water, whatever the case may be. They got to a place and the water got finished. Haggai started crying. And place the child far away. 
that she doesn't want to see the child die out of dust. And she was crying. And an angel appeared and spoke to her. Why are you crying? You need water. She looked by your side and said, well. He said, the Christ the blinded eyes that she could not even see the well by her side. Most of you have solutions to your problems, but your sorrows can make you see the solution. Are you sitting with me? That's the problem. Hey, guy could not see the water because she was in sorrow. Anytime you allow sorrow to be cloud your vision, you lost forever. If the angel had not come in to speak to Hagar, the child would literally have died and yet the solution to the problem, she was sitting by it. That's what happened to so many of us. We sit by the solution, but we'll be crying. Tears will solve your problem. Life will. Glory will. Revelation will. Understanding will. Knowledge will solve your problems. Not your tears. Not your sorrows. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Now go with me to Nehemiah chapter verse number 10. This when Nehemiah was building. And he sent people out to go teach the world. And that's the most beautiful thing about building a child, building a structure, and behold. Jeremiah was rebuilding the city of Israel, rebuilding everything. And by the time the whole world was set in place, what the next thing he did? He said, teach us how to go and teach the people the word of God. And when the people begin to see where they were, the nakedness they were in, by implication, they begin to see how far away they were from God's word. They went into tears. They started crying. It's like saying, oh my God. We never knew that we are far away from God. Because teachers went around teaching the people. Because through the teaching, people get understanding. They get revelation. They get knowledge. They come to the place of knowing and self-discovery comes in where you are taught. Are you there with me? Then they started crying and weeping. And they might have to tell them this. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweets. And send portion unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be a sorrow. And look at the next thing. For what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. The Proverbs 24 verse says, What did Proverbs 24 say? If you faint, in the days of adversity, your strength is small. So what is that supposed to be? What is your strength? The joy of the Lord. It means when you faint in the day of adversity, you don't have the strength of the Lord. Are you getting that? So how much joy of God do you have in your life? Think about it. How much of excitement do of the job God you have in your life. Do you feel excited even going to service? Do you feel excited studying the Bible? Do you feel ex- do you wake up in the morning singing praises? Do you wake up in the morning just speaking in tongues, brother, exalting his name, glorifying his name? No matter what you see, do you do that? The job of the Lord is what? Is your strength. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So there are two things I'm going to make you see. That brings you to the place of strength. And that is the joy of the Lord. 
and that is the word of God. Two things that you can walk with to come to the place of strength and power and victory. The joy of the Lord and what? The word of God. Are you still here? Praise the Lord. He said the job of the Lord is what? It's a strength. So your strength is determined by the level of the joy that you have. Now, look at Isaiah 12. Heavenly Father. Isaiah 12 verse number 2. Look at what it said. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my son. He also is become my salvation. Verse 3 says, Therefore, with joy, everybody say with joy. Yeah. With joy. Shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation? With joy. You can only get from God with joy. The well of salvation, deliverance, freedom, victory, all of those things can only come through what? The joy of the Lord that pours it from your heart. The one salvation means deliverance. It means welfare, it means prosperity. Deliverance, salvation by God and victory. That's the one salvation. It means deliverance, it means victory. It is with joy you draw from the wealth of salvation. You get victory through joy. You get your welfare established through joy. You receive strength through joy. The joy of the Lord is so strength. Praise the Lord. If it is something saved, that is abstractly deliverance, hence it means victory, it means prosperity, it means health, it means saving, it means building health. Joy gives you health. I mean, if you understand, the book of Proverbs tells us this something. It says, man that is sick in the house, stupid. In other words, you get older than your age, when you always have sorrow in your heart. Is, is that correct, sir? Praise the Lord. So you see, joy becomes therapeutic. Joy becomes medicinal. Joy becomes health medicine to your bones. Just like the word is. That is why you don't play with the word of God. No, you can be older than your age. Joy being in sorrow continually. Joy being in pain continually. You get older than your age. No matter what medications you take, no matter what creams you're going to rub on yourself, nothing will show once your heart is sick. Are you sitting with me? You don't play with joy. You don't play with laughter. You gotta smile sometimes. You gotta be happy. Praise God. You know, I read a story of a man who had elephantiasis in the US. This man has gone to the hospital and the doctor said the soldier coming down, the labor just expanding and expanding. And he came to the point and said, I'm not gonna die with this, so what's the point? Let me be happy at least before I die. So he went to the market about comedy, his comedy things. And he was watching and laughing and laughing and laughing, you know, all by himself. He did on the first day, the second day, he began to notice that the thing was drying out. He said, what's going on here? He went about another one, continued with the laughter. Within a week, the legs were all back to shape. He went to the doctor. Doctor said, who treated you? He said, nobody. When I left your clinic, I bought a comedy film and I just, I just said, let me laugh my life out until I die, maybe. And I discovered that the more I was happy and laughing, the more the thing was shrinking and my life is healed. Laughter healed him. Joy healed him. Deliverance came because he was happy. Try to be happy no matter what. How 
Hallelujah. Are you still following me? Yes, sir. That's why Paul would say rejoice. And I say what? Rejoice. Think about that. Why would somebody? No, don't, don't get this one. Paul was in prison. I guess somebody was in prison telling you to rejoice. That means he had joy even though in prison. Are you still with me? If you were in prison today, you would be happy. If you were in prison today, you would rejoice. No. But you see, he said with joy, will you be able to draw from the wealth of salvation? That means salvation is like a well. There's enough water in it. There's enough spirit in it. But it's only with joy that you can pull out. Praise the living God. You know, in John 7... And Jesus was speaking and saying, talking to 37. We're talking about those. Then the Holy Spirit started talking and saying, But those that believe in me, out of their belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Now, with joy, can you draw? That means the well we're talking about is within you. The well is on your inside. It's only joy that brings out that which Christ and that that in your life. With joy, can you draw from the wells of salvation? Can you get that? And remember, the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. And if your strength, if you faint in the day of adversity, what? Your strength is what? So can we can we take that and define strength again? If you faint in the days of adversity, your joy is what? Am I correct? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So where is the joy in this moment? Where is the joy at this hour? You're thinking about so many things. You're thinking about things that have happened. No, 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 no. It was because your heart is faint. I go to Jeremiah. So when I try to encourage myself against sorrow, I find that my heart is faint. And if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And out of joy, you draw from the wealth of salvation. So if you need freedom, you're going to exercise your faith in joy. Praise the living God. Is anybody getting this? Now, if I read it from the message translation, this is what it said. Yes, indeed, God is my salvation. I trust and I won't be afraid. Can I hear an amen? God, yes, God is my strength and son. Best of all my salvation. Verse 3 says, Joyfully, glory to God. You pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation. Joyfully, you pull up. Joyfully, glory to God. Are you listening? I need you to get this. Hallelujah. You pull out of the well of salvation with what? With joy. Now, don't forget, like I said, the well was there, but Hagar never recognized it because she was in sorrow. Are you sitting there with me? Good. Now, sorrow will always becloud the victory. Sorrow will always shut out your victory. Sorrow will always shut out your deliverance. Anytime you are in sorrow, everything you are supposed to get from God is gone. I will share something. See, Paul made a statement in the book of Philippians. Chapter 1. I, I read it out already, made it sitting and said, I can't go by myself, I've apprehended about this one thing I do. Forgetting the past, I'm looking forward to the future. 
forgetting the past. In other words, you continue to be thinking about your past, you cannot move forward. Why do you think God put your eyes in your front and not behind you? Because he doesn't want you to look back. <laughs> Are you still there with me? God is wiser than you do. If you put your eyes behind you, you won't be able to move forward. You won't be looking back. God doesn't want you to look back. Your past has nothing to do with your future. Your past has nothing to do with your tomorrow. Your failures yesterday have nothing to do with your success tomorrow. That's why I give you your eyes in your front. Don't look back. Look forward. Praise God. The job of the Lord is what? You receive strength. You receive power. You receive victory. You receive deliverance with the job of the Lord. Amen? Go with me to Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. Habakkuk 3 verse 17. Let me read from the NLT. That's New Living Translation. And this is what it says. Habakkuk 3 verse 17. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the folk die in the fields, and the cattle bounds are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. We'll be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the high places. Now, I love verse 7, verse 18. So powerful. I need you to look at that. Verse number 18. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of all of my salvation. Remember, what he's saying is business is failing. Everything is not working. Funds are not doing well. Money is not there. But there is one thing that cannot be taken away from me. And that is what? The joy of the Lord. So what are the experiences that makes you to conclude that God is no longer there? What have you seen that makes you to conclude that God is no one worshipping anymore? What have you experienced? Habakkuk said, they all fear nothing is working. My animals are dying. My business is going. Crops are not coming up. Trees are not blossoming. Everything I've tried to put together. Nothing is working. But there's one thing I know. I will rejoice in who? In the God of my salvation. Praise the living God. I just need to find out where is your strength? Where is your confidence? Where is your job? Think about it. Hallelujah. The job of the Lord is what? Is your strength. Remember, so we're dealing with two things primarily. The second thing I would like to show you is Psalm 119, verse 80 and 81. Psalm 119, verse 18. Look at what it said. Let my heart be sound in the studies, which is the commandment of the, the word of the Lord, that I be not ashamed. You know the word? When you trust in the word, you will not be ashamed. When you trust in the word, no matter what happens, you will not be put to shame. Hallelujah. Look at verse 81. My soul fainted for their salvation, but I hope in their word. Praise God. My soul fainted. <laughs> it's like saying, I was in sorrow for that salvation, but I can trust in your word. So my question is, 
What what do you have? That was what I'm asking the question at the very beginning. What what do you have that you can trust in? You don't study the Bible. What what do you have? You don't have revelation comes to you. What what do you have? And then he said, I could be fainting, but there's something I can trust in. What? Your word. When you have the word of God, you can stand. When you have the joy of the Lord, you can stand. No matter what happens. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, and that also means you don't have the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? I need you to catch this because of that's very important. That you come to that place in your life where these two things guide you. The joy of the Lord and the word of the Lord. With joy you can draw from the well of salvation. Victory, deliverance. The word has come out of the joy of the Lord. That is the only place where you can really get solution to your problems. No, no, no. Think about it. Hallelujah. Are you still following me? Praise God. So here, David is saying, I can trust in your word. Even though I'm fainting, I can trust in your word. My heart is not responding. I can trust in your word. Are you getting that? That means solution is in the word of God. So what is God saying to you? What has God spoken to you? How can you convince yourself that you have the victory? If you don't have the word and you don't have the joy of the Lord. These are the two things that guarantee victory. These are the two things that guarantee stability. These are the two things that give you strength in the days of trouble. The two major factors that give you that strength when there are issues, calamities, wherever the case may be, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And with joy, you can draw out of the well of salvation. Let's take this final scripture. Isaiah 40 verse 28. Help me, Lord. Isaiah 40, 28, 29. Has there not known? Has there not heard that everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no section of his understanding. You know what he's trying to say? Why do you look confused thinking that God doesn't know what he's doing? God does not faint. God does not get weary in answering your prayers. He doesn't get tired. No matter your request, no matter the number of requests, the volume of requests that comes to God, he's never tired. He still answers prayers. He answers anytime you pray. He's never weary. He's never tired. He doesn't get discouraged like you. That's the God we said. Are you sitting with me? And he said, there is no second of his understanding. In other words, you don't go asking questions, why has this happened? Why does that happen? Why did that happen? He has no time to answer those questions. But one thing that he never can get tired about is never to be worried in answering your prayers. He's never tired. No matter the number of people that pray to him, he still answers. Are you still there with me? God is never tired. All you need to do is to pray. All you need to do is to go to God. Jeremiah 3, verse 33, tells us something. He said, when you pray, He will show you things we that does not know. Is that okay? Are you still with me? 
praise the living God. Alright, so I need to get it is very, very, very important. God is never tired. God doesn't faint. God doesn't get into sorrow. No, it's not part of God. Hallelujah. I used to say this to people. You know, when Jesus was meant to get something, the Bible made us understand was praying. And that was because we were going to the cross. So when he got to the Sunday, he was so weary, he was so crying, and the Bible made us understand that the prayer was like blood coming out of his body. He sweat. Remember that? You read that before, isn't it? Now the Bible says, and God answered him. So how did God answer the prayer? Yes. He was praying, but if, if that will, let this come take it away from me. But if that will not, let me bring it. And the Bible says God answered his prayers. So, if God answered his prayers, why did he see God on the cross? <laughs> but you see, God answered his prayers by sending angels to strengthen him to be able to go to the cross. So it's not always what you pray for that you get. You get answers by a different way. His answer came. God answered his prayers. But he did not stop him from going to the cross. He gave the angels to strengthen him to go to the cross. Because that is his will. And scripture says, we pray according to his will, he hears us. Are you following this? And the second thing he did, in Matthew 17, verse number 1 to 3, we are told that the Lord sent Moses and Elijah to come and strengthen Jesus to go to the cross. Don't forget, he prayed. If God answered or not, God answered. Some of you, the way God answers your prayers is different from what you are expecting. That's why you don't see the answers. God is not weary in answering your prayers. But the things you are expecting may not be what God wants to give to you. Are you listening to me? And I need to look at this. You need to get that. What God has in mind for you may be different from what you are asking for. You are asking for something, it's going to give you an answer that will be different from what you are looking for. God is not worried. He answers all prayers. All, and not be some, all prayers answered by God. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Look at verse 9, 29. Isaiah 40, 29. And it's a key point. He gives that what? Power to the faith. And to them that have no mind, he increases strength. Praise God. Remember, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So what happened? He gives power to the faith. The sick, the weak, the sorrowful people. And to them that have no mind, he increases more strength. What does that mean? He gives you joy. You seek him, he gives you joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you have power to stand the problems, he increases your strength. What that means is, he increases your joy so that you can overcome. He increases your joy so that you can get the victory. He increases your joy so they can get the deliverance that you're looking for. Anytime, anywhere, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Anytime 
You proclaim His joy. Anytime you live out with faithfulness in His joy, deliverance comes to you. Anytime issues are around the corner and you just look unto the Father, I know, I know you are not a weary man. You don't faint. You answer prayers. I rejoice in the God of my salvation. What happens? He increases your strength. He increases your joy. Men will be in sorrow, but here you are, smiling and rejoicing. People come to you. How can you be happy in this kind of situation? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Are you following me? We've seen terrible times, terrible situations, but the joy of the Lord still remains the strength of those who trust in Him. Anytime, anywhere. In your home, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In your business, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You go into your business rejoicing and giving thanks to the Father for granting you the opportunity, the privilege of that day. Rejoicing and seeing how much saves you're going to make. For out of that joy you draw from the well of salvation, you just see God, thank you for this day. I know I'm going to make it this day, but this day is going to do well. You look at your family, thank you, Father, for what you've done. Rejoice! And I say what? Rejoice! Hallelujah! For the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. And those who don't have strength, he increases strength. He gives them power. He gives them strength. Those who have faith in their heart, he increases their strength, giving them joy. It's never weary. Are you still the people of God? I need you to understand what I'm talking about. This is a victory that you need on this side. This is the only power you need right now. This is what you need. Anytime, anywhere. In your family, give thanks to God, rejoice before Him, give Him praise that is due Him, declaring Him to be your salvation, knowing Him that He is your strength at any point in time. When men's heads are upside down, you are looking unto Him. When people are fainting, you are receiving strength, for He gives strength to those who are weak, He increases even those who have no mind. Praise the living God. That's what we're talking about. This is not a season for sorrow. For even Jeremiah said, When I try to stand against sorrow, I find that my heart is what? Is faint. And when you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is gone. You don't know God. You don't understand who God is. You've not come to start trusting Him. You don't know how to believe Him. You don't know how to praise Him. You don't know how to thank Him. Can you imagine people like Paul and Silas? Can you imagine how they were singing in prison? How can you be singing when you're in prison? It's not possible. But there's something that happened to them. The joy of the Lord was their strength. The moment they praised God in prison, the foundation was quickened. The doors were open. They were let loose. Victory came. Deliverance came. How did they gather? They sang praises to God. The power of the joy of the Lord. Anytime, anywhere. If you can stand by what I'm telling you, you get victory. If you can stand by what I'm showing you this morning, you get deliverance. Anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, even if you're looking at a devil face to face, give him praise. Give joy to him. Let him know that your salvation. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is what? Is 
provide the answer. It's not going to give you the solution. Again, I give you the simple illustration of Hegai. The well was there, but she wasn't sorry. Are you sitting with me? That means the solution was by her side. In fact, she was sitting right next to her solution. But she was so blinded by sorrow, by pain, she couldn't see the well. And it took the intervention of an angel to say, Hey, sister, you're sitting by a well. You don't need to cry out your time. You don't need to allow the child to die. The water you're looking for is just by your side. What am I trying to make you understand? The salvation you're looking for is on your inside. For out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. You don't look outside of you for solution. You don't look outside of you for your problems to be solved. You don't look to man to solve your problem. The answer is right there. Hallelujah. It's why you see Jesus was with the people in the boats. They were crossing, and there was storm, storms of life, if you will, storms of business, if you will, storms of marriages, if you will. The storm was so heavy, but what happened? The Bible made us understand Jesus was sleeping on the pillow right in front of the boat. And so was the next thing they did. And when they are waking up, are you not caring that we're going to perish? Can't you see what is going on here? They went to wake him up. Where was Jesus? Right in the boat. What that supposed to mean? In the midst of your problem, Jesus is there. In the midst of your storm, Jesus is there. In the midst of the crisis, Jesus is there. What are you supposed to do? Wake him up. Are you listening to me? He's sleeping on your inside. He's right there. Wake him up. Tell him, Jesus, wake up. It's not far away from you. It's not up there in heaven. It's right on your inside. No matter the crisis, just tap in. Hey, brother, wake up. The sun is here. Wake up, Jesus. Hallelujah. For the well is right there on your inside. Through Christ, it can do valiantly. Anytime, anyway. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Stand up. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.